0: Welcome to Foozled It, the podcast all about owning things that mess up and not worrying about blunders. We're your host, Rebecca Porter.
1: Charlotte Gohan.
0: So, Charlotte, what did you foozle this week?
1: Okay, well, this week's foozle is quite a bit of a step up from last week's ones. So I, I almost accused my neighbors of committing a murder in <laughs> <and> of <laughs> <and laughs> so it really really oh, I assume they didn't
0: murder anyone
1: <laughs> they didn't they didn't don't worry don't worry everything's fine <laughs> um but yeah it was it was quite touching though so and um, I live in a terraced house uh, which was a delight um and so it kind of means that although I've chosen to live specifically with two other people I also basically live with the people who live either side of my house um which is not fantastic um So I was like snuggling into bed. I got a new duvet this week. Thank you. Um, I was snuggling into bed and I was like just, you know, and I could hear my neighbours having an argument and um, they're like right behind my bedroom wall. And so as, you know, the child of any Irish mother would do, obviously immediately I needed to find out exactly what they were arguing about. So I did get up and I did press my ear to the wall. I'm I'm not ashamed to say I did it because I did. So, And I can hear them anyway like, like I said, we're in a terrace house Like, I can hear the next door neighbour snoring I once nearly went round and dropped some snore strips Through his letterbox oh, gosh. My housemate at the time was like, that's quite a passive aggressive move I don't think you should do that Anywho, So I was like listening and I was like, god they're having a real Barney And they were shouting and screaming And there was a bit of effing and blinding And I was like, okay what's going on So I'm listening and I hear one of them say something along the lines of Like, it wasn't me I didn't kill her I was like, fuck <laughs> Oh God, this is the beginning of a thriller novel. Like, I should not have been listening. What's going on? And they were kind of like arguing back and forth. And she was like, I know you did, like you couldn't answer my questions, blah blah blah. And I was like, oh my God, like this is it. Like this is the moment that I have to call the police. So I'm like hovering with my hand on my phone, thinking like, what am I gonna do? Ah. Anywho, um, it turns out they were doing a Zoom murder mystery. So um, I was like listening and listening, and all of a sudden I was like coughing and laughing, and he was like, Ah, oh, it was me all along. And then I was like, Okay. They were doing a murder mystery on Zoom. <laughs> but for a, for, a, for a brief moment in time, I thought I was gonna have to call the feds. And uh, yeah, and so, yeah, and my heart rate was like through the roof. I couldn't get to sleep afterwards. But yeah, so that was my, my foozle for this week. Have you, have you almost accused anyone of a grievous crime?
0: I guess, I guess I have a follow-up question before I get into that. Oh yeah. How did you figure out that they were doing a murder mystery? Did you like knock on the door and you were like, guys, did you murder anyone? I just wanna <laughs> check before I'm calling the cops
1: so after the police arrived um no so I <laughs> listened a bit more intently because I heard some like clapping and laughing and then I, I could kind of basically figure out that he had been the murderer in the murder mystery and then they were all laughing and there were people that I could kind of hear in a bit more of a distance who I'm assuming were on the laptop um so yeah yeah
0: I I haven't ever accused anyone of murder almost but but I have had that feeling of like something's happening and I'm like do I call the cops am I the yeah. one and there was outside like, because, as as you as you may or may not know I don't live in the nicest area in London and outside of my house the other day there were these two guys who were like not fighting but one of them was chasing the other one with a really big stick like quite <laughs> <miraculously>. Sorry,
1: <laughs> I shouldn't laugh but that is good they weren't fighting but one of them was chasing the other one with a really big stick <laughs>
0: and 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 the other one was like like you're gonna rat on me like going on about like like sti- stitches get stitches kind of a thing and I was like I was like do I do I call the cops but yeah. if I call the cops and then they know it's me I don't want to be in danger myself like I do live in that kind mm-hmm. of a neighborhood so I was like I like had my phone right and I was like looking up like no like do I call 999 is there like a Police number. I like ran upstairs to my partner. I was like, "What do I do? Like, should I call the cops? What do you think?" And he's like, "They'll probably go away." I was like, "That's not socially responsible."
1: One of them has a really big stick.
0: <laughs> I don't know. So, launch that, that was a who's on my part because I didn't call the cops and I probably should have. Yeah. Just to be well, afraid.
1: I so I just very quickly on the on the cop thing Also, I really love being able to say cop because you say cop and um, so a, one time I had to call the cops and um, basically like I feel like I might be on a list of like people that the police and the cops don't listen to anymore because basically long story short there was once like a guy there was once like a robbery in the neighborhood and they thought at one stage that they might have come through our garden so a policeman in like the middle of the night came into our garden and was like looking at our fence and was like oh yeah this bit looks like it could have been disturbed but I'd been out there earlier and I'd been spending ages of time looking at this snail there was this big snail in the garden and I got really like just mesmerized by it so I've been looking at it for ages and when the policeman came in the middle of the night that snail was still there and so I literally said to the policeman I was like ah excuse me I was so sorry but that. Um, that snail has actually been undisturbed like he's been there all day so I don't think anyone would have come in this way because they would have stomped on the snail and then the dude looked at me like I was absolutely fucking insane he was just like okay anyway like, <laughs> and I was really looking at him earnestly so he like wrote it down in his little notebook went snail undisturbed in the garden <laughs> So I think I might be on a list of like, I'm probably on a list of like people that the police are like, don't really listen to her. She's clearly mad. She's
0: insane. I did, <laughs> I did have a situation in, when I was back in Canada, when um, something like super creepy, somebody on my street, their house got broken into. There was just the one, they had two daughters. Only one daughter was home. Everyone else was at the house. The person cut like, all the phone lines and stuff. But then something, something happened and the guy laughed like okay like, good. I guess nothing bad happened but it was like really creepy and like something really bad could have happened. Um and I was the only one home in my house that night. And so like the police went around. We I grew up on this like small dead end street so there were only like 20 houses or something so the police like went out went around to all the houses and I was working at a restaurant at the time. Um so my mom was like, "Oh, she's at the restaurant. Like she was the only Rebecca was the only one home, she's at the restaurant." So like if you want to talk to her you're gonna to have to go to the restaurant she'll be there until like next time so they came to the restaurant it was super busy and and by the way i slept all night like i didn't find out about this
1: until my i <laughs> love it hey by way, the way the process. cops are coming
0: so like it was super busy i was like hold on i need to like serve all this the cops stood there for i don't know like 45 minutes while i was running around and i was like oh my okay, God. i've got time now what do you need and they're like oh yeah this is just a quality of, of service oh yeah I <laughs> heard I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, wasted police
1: time. <laughs> I remember that they were like writing you up then. I was like, well, she clearly is just, you know, trying to get her minutes of fame. But also (laughs) I love that you didn't stop serving. Like I've been to Canada and I have to say that the service there is really tipped up. And the fact that you were like, no, I'm sorry, but these people need to eat their their dinners. So you're just going to have to wait, Mr. Policeman. And then I'll tell you that I saw nothing. Like that is really boring. I feel like in the UK, oh my God, someone would be like, yeah, fuck it. You're not getting your dinner. I've got to go and speak to these policemen. This
0: week's guest is a good friend of mine from across the pond in Canada. When she lived in the UK, she was a member
1: of Team GB's
0: ball hockey team. Welcome to the show, Kayla Carson. Thank
2: Yay. you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yay. I love also that you're wearing a... The, the listeners can't hear, but we might put oh. and some stills. I love that you're wearing such a Canadian top as well.
1: It, that yeah. is the, one of the most beautiful clothing items I've ever seen in my life. Can you just talk us through the material, the, the scene that is on there? Uh, well, it's like a winter scene. It's very retro style. I love um,
2: it. And I actually, it was like a donated piece of clothing. My parents got a whole bunch of them and they were like, do you want this? And I was like, absolutely I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, like, right?
0: I love it. it's like beautiful, like ski lodge and skis, but then like, the colours, like the blue and the white, and oh, it's gorgeous!
1: Got these it's little amazing. retro women, like just chilling out after they've been skiing, there's some little houses in the background. Afraid
2: ski. I ski. Oh, it's the best part of skiing.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the only part of skiing I can get into! <laughs> Everyone's good at it. Okay, so Kayla, for people who maybe aren't Canadian and don't understand the Canadian phenomenon of hockey, how did you get into
2: hockey oh how did i get into hockey um well i started learning to skate when i was pretty young uh my older brother plays hockey and my cousin also played hockey um and growing up she was kind of always my idol so i kind of wanted to do what she was doing so yeah my and my dad's kind of a big hockey fan as, as well um so yeah so i started skating pretty young Um, as most Canadians do. And then I think I started playing when I was about six, um, playing house league and tyke and all that stuff. Um, And it was, I want to say co-ed, but like really there was only one other girl playing with me the whole time. So I pretty much played with her up until we were like 15, (laughs) Um, which was kind of nice to have another girl on the team. But yeah, so I just, I just kind of took off. I ended up being pretty good at it and it kind of took over my life.
0: I love this, like, I accidentally ended up being
2: really good at it. Like, I
0: trained hard, and I was good at it. Like, <laughs> a bit yeah, I, yourself, <laughs> you worked hard, and you are great at it.
1: I was putting in 10 hours a day since the age of six, and for some reason, it
0: just... What problems.
1: was that like, being, like, one of the only two girls on the team from, like, such a young age, and, like, having that realisation so early? Um...
2: I, it wasn't really that noticeable until you kind of start turning like 11, 12 and all that sort of stuff. Um, so the biggest thing I think was that you I kind of found you get two, you get two types of guys. You get guys that are okay with playing with girls and they'll, they'll kind of big brother you. Like if someone comes after you, they'll go after them twice as hard. Those mm-hmm. are the great ones to play with. Then you'll find a couple other ones that don't like the idea of playing with a girl. Are very scared that they could be better than them, and I was in some instances, and like would kind of go out of their way to hit me harder or try to take me out, and wow. that was less fun.
1: Wow. But I love that, that the fragility of that, of like, th- there's a possibility that this girl might be better than me, and I love it, I was like, yeah, there's a fucking big possibility that I'm gonna be better than you. So like, go out of their way to like push you harder, and then really, in the long run, probably make you better. So. You know, if any of those little little fragile boys are listening, then you know, we've got to thank them for <laughs> helping. Yeah, exactly.
2: Thank you for making me who I am. <laughs> but then the, the tricky part though was after about you know, you know when you hit about what are you like 12, 13, that's when all the guys start to get their gross spurts. I did not get a gross spurt. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> so playing uh competitive uh like hitting, that just I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man. And then did you start playing
0: only with women?
2: or Yeah, so then I moved over to women's hockey, which is a little bit different uh, because there is no contact so The game's a little bit different, but it was great. It was nice to have, like, girls all on the team to hang out with. It's a nice change. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's a bit different.
2: So. Yeah.
0: And then how, given that you're Canadian, how did you end up on Team GB?
2: How did I end up on Team GB? Uh, so when I moved over to the UK, I was obviously very desperate to get involved in some sports and i was kind of like well i need to play hockey somehow but i don't have all my ice stuff i don't want to be that person on the tube carrying all my hockey stuff um cuz no one likes that <laughs> so i found a group of guys that were playing ball hockey and i was like great i'll just play this for a little while um and chatting with some of them who were mostly canadian they actually played on the guys team a while back um and i think when i had just moved i'd missed the tryouts for the world because i think they only come every couple years so i was very keen to try out for the next the next time um and so yeah when it came around and the bunch of the guys were like it's coming like we'll get the coach to contact you so yeah i contacted them went to the tryouts uh and made the team and it was all great and accidentally made the team because you were. Acc- I mean, I team. think I think a lot of the coaches. So the coaches were new this year, and I don't think knew a ton about hockey. But they were kind of like, "Oh, you're Canadian. You should come play for us."
1: I love it. for You are amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. But just we like the base running a lot and like, and, like super fast. <laughs> Charlotte, you had a really good question. We were talking about around.
1: Oh, yeah, so I was just thinking, so, like, uh, thinking about, like, foozling it and, like, fucking up and owning it and stuff, how does that work in, like, quite a competitive team-based arena, shall we say? Like, so it's quite easy as an individual to be like, oh, shit, I really fucked that up, but how do you manage that when you fuck something up in a team? Like, how does that work for you? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I mean, our
2: big fuck-up if you, if you will, playing on Team GB is that we were terrible. (laughs) Like, we went, we went, we went absolutely destroyed. Like, it was, it was I think we lost a game, like, 10-0, like, it was ridiculous. Um, how did we handle it as a team? No, that's a really good question. There was a lot of just, like, fuck it, let's go to the pub. Like, we were the only team drinking every night. Cause, yeah. like, we knew we weren't really competing for a win. Um, so you'd see a lot of the other teams, like, going out walking around and then, like, going home early and, like, we were out. Keep in mind, too, we had a lot of scouts on the team as well who were, like, very
0: <laughs> up.
2: So they, caught, they kind of led that, but, yeah, so it was, hand- I mean, there were a lot of emotions during the game because I think sometimes we thought we could have done a little better. But, you know, it was just, a lot, yeah, a lot of music, a lot of drinking afterwards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay really. that makes me feel so much better because like we were talking earlier because like in the kind of like improv world which is the kind of world that i'm in like yeah like if you if you fuck up a show like that is the kind of vibe that most teams will go down i'm just like well it doesn't really matter like let's go and get a drink and like you know we'll stew over it for about a minute and then like we'll have a drink and we'll kind of forget about it and i was i was just wondering if like in that kind of competitive world but i love the fact that you were like no like we just kind of thought well fuck it like it hasn't really gone the way we thought but we didn't think we were going to win so we're just going to go to the pub that is that is fantastic yeah. I love that.
2: Which to me it was really hard. I mean, I I've come from a really competitive background, and then, and I've played on some really good teams. So I was kind of like used to winning at least like enough that you were like you know a top competitor. Yeah. And so coming into it and being like we do not stand a chance. Like
1: <laughs> <it's> going well. <laughs> Was that kind of like quite freeing in terms of like how much you then enjoyed playing? Because you're in, you're then you are purely doing it for the sake of like the, the physical act of like being in that team and playing, as opposed to like to get advanced and like to win a match. Like, did it kind of free you up a bit?
0: Or, or is yeah, the competition
1: the big part of it. I mean, I am very competitive, so there were definitely a lot of emotions during
2: the game. But <laughs> I found I almost started because I think. On the team, i would probably been one of the people that's played hockey the most. Mm. Um, so I ended up almost started teaching a lot of the younger ones, like, okay, oh, nice. this is what you need to work on, or like, this is how you need to do it. So it almost started to become a bit of like a coaching thing, just because I knew like, uh-huh. you know, we, we aren't gonna win, let's go have like a pint and have a good time. Yeah. And just, also, I was in Slovakia, I'd never been to Slovakia, I'd never planned to go to Slovakia. And so I just kind of was like, you know what, a lot of other teams are taking this seriously and doing stuff. I was like, I'm just going to go, we're just going to go explore together as a team and like wander around, go for drinks. Like it was, so it made that a lot better than just strictly focusing on playing hockey. One of the things too about uh, teams is that like, if you do fuck up, you can also hide behind a lot of other things. Whereas like, I feel like, like if you're doing stand up, like that is you, you are on, you were the only one on stage. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very difficult to be like, well, I think she was actually really not doing very well tonight. Yeah, which you can hide yeah. a bit in teams. Yeah, but then there is also that thing. I don't know if you get that kind of as well. Like, although it sounds like you're obviously such an amazing athlete, but those bits where you're like, well, actually, it was me. Like, <laughs> I really fucked it up yeah. this time. Like, how it's do like you? To the bench, you're like, you're like that. Yeah, that one was me. That one yeah. Was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to yeah. you is that genuinely the way you approach that? You just kind of put your hand up and be like, yeah, guys, I'll just, I'll just take that one. I'll take the shame for today. Like, don't worry about it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty hard on myself as it is, so I'll try to be like, listen, that one's me, don't worry about it. But I also, then in turn, when other people fuck up and don't take it, I am very upset. (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, like, come on,
2: guys. (laughs) I've taken it sometimes.
1: We kind of own that.
2: (laughs) 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 And I don't say like that, there's a lot more cursing, but...
1: Yeah, I was like, you're like putting <laughs> your hand up and then when other people are you're like, I'm just going to put your hand up for you because it, yeah. like, it was definitely like, yeah. was like, <laughs> like you. We all agree, you did
0: not do well in that one. Like,
1: come on. Yeah. Get that hand up, it was your
0: fault. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to take this through a bit more detail about this um, worlds in Slovakia where you basically just got drunk the whole time?
2: Um. Wow, when you say it like that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah well what happened so um so it's about it was about 14 12 or 14 days i think we were away that's a long time to be drunk yeah well we try we tried to take it seriously the first couple days and then after a couple games we were like you know what i this isn't going well this isn't going anywhere yeah so we traveled with the guys team and stayed in, a, in the same hotel so we got to hang out with a bunch of them which was fun um, and they were doing a little bit better than we were. So it was more fun actually to like drink and go cheer them on. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, so we played pretty much every day. There were five teams in the girls league and then there was a whole slew more in the guys leagues. And then there were tiers in the guys leagues too. So that was also just really fun to sit and watch hockey every day. Um, the one thing that did, so also during this week, I think it was like the hottest it's ever been in Slovakia. It was like 35 degrees. They too don't have air conditioning anywhere
0: oh, so
2: god. so we're playing in these indoor rinks the guys of course get like the nice big airy arena and we get like the hole in the wall on the side this <laughs> tiny area That's with zero air, air filtration and as players we're wearing like a little bit of clothing but like not all that much and like the goalies pour them as like like full equipment shit. that during one game our goalie passed out. Oh, oh my god not good time. And they were like, oh, maybe we should get some fans, and I was like, really? You think now, like, it took a girl passing out that you thought maybe we should have some airflow maybe, here? Yeah, maybe we should move some of this air around, because it's not, it's not doing good. It was ridiculous, yeah, so, um, so we blame that on why we lost. Yeah, and then, like, you know, we try to get all amped up before every single game, and you know, you get there early, and you're playing around, and we practice every other day or whatnot, And then just have like, a big jam session. Shania Twain's uh, Man I Feel Like a Woman was, like, our anthem, which I really loved, obviously, as a Canadian.
1: What an absolute tune.
2: And we're kind of shocked that most of them knew it. I was like, I didn't know she traveled this far over here, but okay. <laughs> um,
1: Taylor, I don't wanna to. I don't want to break it to you, but she is a worldwide sensation. <laughs> she has made it everywhere, as far as I'm concerned, and I have done research on this. Um, I, you know, I feel like she has infiltrated every space on this world, and everyone has taken her into their hearts. So I'm really, really glad that you you realized that when you went to Slovakia as well. Yeah, because I was
2: kind of like, oh, they'll probably just play like a bunch of house, and then they did, and then like Shania came on, and they all started singing, and I was like, what? <laughs> We're, we're slow slowly up.
0: Canadians are slowly getting into every little area and like secretly because no one knows we're Canadian, we're <laughs> really taking over the world, right. It's a slow I feel journey. like
1: Shania, Shania and Celine though, I feel like their mm. kind of 90s aesthetic was like, mm, yeah. we're Canadian and we're coming for you and we're bringing our absolute mm-hmm. bangers with us and you will get on board. I don't know, that might just be my, <laughs> my experience of both of them, but... <laughs> and brilliant but i'm liking the fact that you're, you're getting amped up then by your like your like home home sister mm. shall we say like playing oh, yeah. and exciting you like even without the music we were like singing it walking down the hallways
2: like it was great <laughs> um yeah and then we would play obviously get destroyed i think uh were we close? I don't even think we were all that close during any of the games. Maybe one, which is like not, not great. <laughs> um, but on the point, as a Canadian, like Team Canada was amazing. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> of course we were. Um, so yeah, so we played and then obviously, obviously we didn't make it into the finals. Mm. So, but because there were an odd number of teams, they wanted to give us a final game.
1: Oh, is that like, did, were you happy about that? Or was that like a real pity point of like, okay, yeah, you guys can have another little go. Well, I was
2: nervous because we were gonna play, so Czech, the Czech Republic was one of the teams. um, And we were gonna play, uh, oh no, sorry, the the Slovaks, since we were there, we were gonna play their like under 18 team or whatever. And I was like, if we lose this. To our faces anywhere, like we have to win this. <laughs> so I was so nervous. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do if we get our asses kicked by these like teams. Oh my god! Did Thankfully, we won. Okay. Not okay. by a lot, but we did win. <laughs> so it actually turned out really well because, like, our last game we won, and everyone was like so happy and excited that we finally oh! won. The game. And, like we literally celebrated like we had just won so the championship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like popping drinks in the room and like having to <laughs> go. And I was like, we like we beat children. <laughs> Loved
1: it. Oh my God. This is like a movie. This is like I feel like this is what we have. This would be the final thing of the movie. It would be like, you know, the team would do really, really bad. And then just to end on a high end the movie, they'd be like, and there's one last hurdle. And then they're like, bring on this like team of children who were like, yeah, we're gonna whoop your ass. And then you guys do it and you win. And it's like,
0: yeah. In the movie, they would be like seven foot tall, burly men. Yeah. uh, Yeah. But in reality,
2: they were children that we were just like pushing over. (laughs) 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 Also,
1: also they like couldn't walk properly. (laughs) He was like picking them up, putting them in your pockets. and be like, okay, now we scooped them off to the side, let's just... (laughs) (laughs) And and still,
0: we didn't win by very much. Yeah. Yeah. But we celebrated big
2: oh my gosh oh, yeah. I love that. That's good you know what celebrate every victory and oh, then wow. the I because it was the last night mm. um so all the games were finished and we were like ready to go because we had just won this ridiculous game <laughs> and so all the teams went out so we celebrated with like all the teams that had actually won things <laughs> so we had won. <laughs>
1: I also really love because I'm assuming the children's team were not invited to the celebration. (laughs) So like it was really like the winners like rewrite history because like they weren't there, so all of a sudden you were like, Yeah, oh these little dweebs got they didn't score one point, like, oh my god. Oh my god. Everyone
0: on the team, on our team scored a hat trick, like just so embarrassing. (laughs) All
1: the kids were crying, the mums had to come and pick them up. A bunch of losers. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Oh my god. But it sounds like, um, like it sounds like just like a super positive, fun experience. So despite the fact of like not performing particularly well through the actual tournament, uh, other than against the children. Um, oh, but it yeah. sounds like it was just an absolute like hoot and a half. It sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great fun. Once we got past the idea that, like, we
2: are not going to win, I need to accept that, mm.
0: that was great. <laughs> <laughs> like, Once it's like, every so often, you, you do something, and you're like, oh, no, we're really bad at this. OK. That's fine. And once you get over the like, oh, shit, like, I'm not going to do any good
1: at this. Like, this is not going to go over well. It's yeah, a good experience. Yeah. I think is. there's a real beauty in that, though, of just mm-hmm. like owning like, I am, this isn't going to, I'm not, this isn't going to prove like in, in the rule books, like I have I'm not going to win. Like, this isn't going to be great, but I'm just going to have a great time. Whose fault is it anyway? So this is the portion of the show where we
0: assign blame for your, quite frankly, embarrassing performance at worlds, Kayla. Um, So I'm going to open the floor. I'm going to throw one out there. As I open the floor is, um, and I think it's, I think it's a fairly obvious one, so it may not be what we go for, but um, global warming. Obviously Mm. if, if, if we got our act together and we could get the temperature of the world down, people stopped throwing out plastics and like driving cars down the street to just like go for a five minute walk instead, then it wouldn't have been 75,000 degrees when you were there. And you probably mm-hmm. would have played better because part of the problem is in the UK, it's always cold. So your team mm-hmm. was probably used to being cooler. It got warm, the brains went mush because that's a real thing that happens scientific, mm-hmm. it's medicine. And, um, and they just couldn't, they couldn't perform. But if it had been like UK, like 10 degrees and sleet, for example, or like gray, almost black outside, um, mm-hmm. rain. As it is
1: there all year round. As degrees. Yeah, <laughs> as it is all year round.
0: Um, I think, I think your team probably would have won the whole thing. I think they would have beat even team Canada.
2: I agree. I think that's a very, very good, um, Story you've told there, very good narrative. That's what i are looking for. Strong content. Medical no science.
0: It's hundred yeah. percent real medical science.
1: Yeah, yeah. Medi- medical yeah. science. That's that's exactly what that was. It was some <laughs> hard old medical medical based
0: <laughs> factoids <stories> only. <laughs>
1: yes, just just fact, no fiction. Thank you <laughs> very much. <laughs> I think I have a very similar route one um, thing that I would blame. Okay. So I'm going to take you back to, I'm, I'm imagining maybe the year is 1996. Mm-hmm. Okay. In yeah. England, and in Europe, we secured the rights to show the Country Music Awards, the CMAs, um, if you will, on television in Europe. So I'm talking Dolly Parton, Reba McEntire, and what that probably did was it brought little old Shania Twain, brought her into the, into the hearts and minds of the European public who all of a sudden were like, what the fuck is this? This is absolutely fantastic. Woman knows how to sing a song, woman knows how to wear a hat, woman knows how to make a music video out in the desert covered in like leopard print, amazing. So yeah. we, the Country Music Awards allowed us to invest our time and our hearts into Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Cut forward to you, And you're, you know, in what you think is probably a Shania Twain free environment. So you're, you're psychologically prepared for like music that is not of your, your home country. And so that's the psychology you have going into this match. You know, that is the arena in which you are playing in a non Shania Twain based arena. And then out of fucking left field on the speaker. There she comes, the queen of country, the queen of Canadian country. And your brain is like, what the fuck? What is she doing here? That then messes with your psychology. That then seeps in somehow to your biology, more medical science. Because of um, medical science, yeah. Medical science, thank you. Rebecca and I both have a strong background in medical science. Um, and then that psychology you know, seeps out into the other non-Canadian members of the team. And before you know it, you're playing some 10-year-olds. Um, and you know, scooping victory out of the jaws of defeat. So I would blame the um, commercialization of the country music awards in Europe.
2: Wow, it's like you, giving no
1: further questions. <laughs>
2: you read my soul there. Okay, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that did play a part. I feel like that did really throw me off. I wasn't ready for it, and I mean, domino effect, obviously. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I'm glad that now you're aware of how big she is in Europe because I would hate for that to throw you off any other, you know, any other I dreams know, or ambitions. be part have. of why I moved back too. I was like, I don't know if I can handle this
2: all over again. I need to go back to her homeland, my homeland.
1: Yes, the I homeland can't. you share as you know, children of Canada. Exactly. What a bond.
2: Okay, these are good. Mine was going to be okay. So what I'm thinking is. This relates to the, the economy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and where the relates to it is uh, it goes deeper into the exchange rate. So, obviously, as things have changed, the economy in Britain is obviously a lot stronger than that of Slovakia. So, the exchange rate is very big. Yeah. And so, where that leads you into is that your pounds are going to go a lot further in Slovakia. So, I'm talking like a direct cause of being there in Slovakia. And with your pounds going a lot further, beer is really cheap there yeah so
0: yeah
2: i think it's pretty clear that like if we were somewhere else where beer was expensive we're not going to splurge on it as much we might have taken it a little more seriously yeah but because you know beers are like a pound if i'm gonna get a pint for a pound like i'm gonna go crazy yeah Mm. and And
0: especially coming from london where beers are like five to ten pounds a pint Three pounds. like when would you see that again unless you went back to university
2: you know, like, this is a real problem. Right? Absolutely. There actually used to be a place in, uh, I'm going to digress for a second, In near where I went to university in a small town, and it used to serve beer uh, starting as at a quarter. It used to be called beach walk and it would go up a quarter every half hour. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. What a dream. That is dangerous. That's... You know what? This is been digging back into the whole thing. Like, I probably saw the beer... In Slovakia, it brought me back, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, cheap beer!" Oh my god! Well, and also that you have to drink it fast because
0: it's going to go up every half hour. Right. It's oh in now, but in
2: two hours, like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, compound, get a, compound get interest. Out. Oh my god! Exactly. So you're chugging all the beer, and then you're getting into the arena that's hot based on global warming, and obviously now I'm even more dehydrated because of global warming. Yes. Yeah. I'm not used to the heat. And then, you know, I'm in the room having this happen and Shania comes on and it's just like a trifecta of things happening. So I think all three blames are pretty clear.
1: It's the evil triad. That's what it is. Yeah.
2: Again, again, proven through
0: real medical Medical. science factoids.
1: Medical science. This week's um, episode of the podcast is sponsored by medical science. (laughs) 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 And today's word... This week's episode is also sponsored by the Slovakian Tourism Board. <laughs> <laughs> we're just, we're really enrolling in the sponsors this yeah. week. <laughs> we're just hoping we get sponsorship if we keep telling people. <laughs> <I know. laughs> if we keep saying, I would absolutely love it if we got sponsorship by the wonderful people at the Slovakian Tourism Board. We have to but, a you I mean,
2: can you travel yet? Still there? No,
1: no we, can't. Right. Right. we can't. You're the,
2: right. They need the build-up build of all the plugs so i think exactly you can, for they're for, gonna for the need people, people, people back people.
0: because once the borders open people are gonna be like oh my gosh i haven't been anywhere in so long like where do i go oh yeah. that super super popular podcast that everyone's talking about boozled mm-hmm. it talks about yeah. Slovakia. that's yeah. where i should go there you go yeah
1: and if people yeah. could tell like the border officials once they arrive i'm not sure they ask you know like you know like when you go on a website and they're like oh how did you get here did twitter send you or was it a friend if they do that at the airports in Slackia, I mean, i don't know if they do they should Then if people could say oh it was the foods audit podcast that sent me here then we can really work on those numbers before you know yeah. it you need to get
2: you need to get involved in like their custom cards that you have to yeah. fill out and like get an extra line added did an extra you hear box. about this
1: through the foods
0: podcast yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah Okay, well, Kayla, don't worry, we will, you know, you you have been a very vocal spokeswoman about Slovakia, mm-hmm. so we will we will let you in on some of that sweet, sweet money that we get from the from the great deal that we're going to do with Slovakia and tourism Board. So don't I, you yeah. know, we will look after you when that money starts to come in. I appreciate that. <laughs> so you need to plug in again, let me know. I'm happy to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe we'll do it. We'll we might do a video after this. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we might be paying up some cheap here. I don't know.
0: Um, we know how okay. we're doing right now. So. I mean...
1: Just as a yeah. warning. Yeah. Wax and Shania on in the background. Before we know it, we're all back there. We're all in the yeah. arena about to take on those children. Cold.
0: Shania Twain. They're cold, but they've put heaters in just for us. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Kayla Carson, it was wonderful to have you here and I hope that we have helped alleviate some of the terrible shame that you felt for almost losing to children um, and really just playing probably the worst hockey of your life. (laughs) If (laughs) Um, If you want to get in touch with Kayla, she has started taking beautiful pictures. So check her out on Instagram at one click. Okay. Don't forget to rate the show. Give us five stars as it helps other people find us. You can follow us on Instagram at Comedy Therapy Podcast or Twitter at it. From all of us here at it, don't forget that sometimes you do something that sits in the pit of your stomach. And when that happens, look yourself in the mirror, take a deep breath, and remember, we all foozle it sometimes.
2: Well, I love